It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great day in the Lord. We are live in studio. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can text me a question at 720-336-0897. The purpose of this show is to be able to get into God's Word together. If you've got a question about a section of scripture or about something that's going on in your life. I love being able to talk about real things. Uh, We'll go to God's word. We'll go to God's throne. Again, the number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. I want to begin today's show uh, out of a verse of Song of Solomon 4, verse 9. I was reading this this week uh, in my devotions, and it says this, uh, You have ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You've ravished my heart with one look of your eyes, with one link of your necklace. And the book of Song of Solomon is the relationship between Solomon and his wife. And, And God gave it to us to show his blessing upon marriage. And here Solomon is saying, Uh, to his wife, who's also his sister in the Lord, and says that you've ravished my heart, or you have captured my heart. And the word ravished means uh, strong emotion, especially uh, joy. And so I want to ask you this question, if you're married, would you say this afternoon that your spouse has ravished your heart? Uh, And I know that for some of you, you might be saying, well, that's something that we experienced in the dating period, uh, but now we've been married for some time, and there's not a lot of captured heart in in our marriage. And I don't know how to live that out in a practical way. So I want to give you a couple of suggestions. And the first is this, is as you read the book of Song of Solomon, you'll find that there's a lot of compliments. There's lots of words of edification. Solomon is encouraging his bride. His bride is encouraging her husband. Uh, How many times do you build up your spouse? Uh, Do you let them know the things that you're thankful for? the things that you see strengths in them and appreciate about them. So so make sure to build up your spouse and, and your heart will follow. And the second thing is this, is emotion follows action. So if you take actions of love, your emotion uh, will follow. If you choose to serve your spouse, pray for your spouse, invest in your spouse, uh, talk with your spouse, then you will find that your heart will follow. And you, like Solomon, can, can write and declare uh, that your spouse has ravaged your heart. So pray blessing upon all of the marriages of those of you that are listening today. Once again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have our lines open. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Michael and Thornton. Michael, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, so as soon as it started, when you, uh, brought up Song of Solomon, I mean, that just hooked me. Um, so I just have a prayer request asking, uh, to receive the bride that God has for, um, 
my family and me and, and I just I want us to live exactly like that I want us to have a family that just honors God and and that you know I make all the effort that I'm supposed to for her and her for me and, yeah. and uh, just to be such a beautiful example for um for the children of our household yeah. and, and, and to other people you know um yeah whoever else and uh and just to also receive all of the blessings that God has for my household. I mean, just want to, hmm. you know, see it and taste it and just be hmm. happy and just thank God for all of it, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I just believe that now is the time for that. And also, um, God has put it on my heart to pray for the people that are going to be left behind um, after okay. the rapture happens for uh, for their protection and their provisions for everything that they're going to need so that, you know, they can turn to God and have God's Word and not receive the mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, uh, how long have you been married? How many kids do you have? Um, actually, I'm not married, so uh, okay. I need a fresh start from God. And uh, Okay. So you're praying in faith for the, for the bride that uh, you'll receive, that God's going to provide for you, yeah? Exactly. I'm hands open right now to God, raised okay. to her and all of His blessings. For my house. So. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's pray for you. Uh, Father, thanks for Michael, and uh, Lord, thanks for this desire that he has to, to be married. Lord, we know that that desires from you, that you have created marriage, Lord. You've blessed marriage. It's it's your design, your, your institution. And Lord, as he's desiring the woman that you would have for him to be married, God, I, I pray that you'd give him endurance, that you'd give him patience, that you'd give him discernment. Lord, and if it's your will that you would provide him uh, with a wife that loves you, and Lord, you'd be preparing his heart uh, to be a godly man. Lord, it sounds like he he wants to lead a family and experience uh, your blessing and family. And so, Lord, if it's your will, just begin to equip him and train him and prepare him to, to be that godly husband and, and godly father down the road. And as you've also placed on his heart, Lord, those that will be left behind at the rapture, uh, Lord, we pray as many as possible would come to know you, that they could be part of the rapture. And for those that will be left behind, that there would be a great awakening and that many people would come to know you as their Savior during that time. So, God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. God, you bet. Thanks for calling. God bless you, Michael. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. We want to welcome all of our listeners in Colorado as well as in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and uh, New Jersey. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. Our lines are open with your questions and prayer requests, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Began today's show uh, with reading out of the Song of Solomon, uh, and if you have a question about marriage or uh, you're struggling uh, in your marriage or your singleness, uh, something to do uh, with relationships, would love to be able to, to pray with you about your marriage. Know that many marriages are hurting, and in the hope of Jesus Christ and His Word, uh, we do have hope uh, in this area of marriage. So thank you again for taking this time to join me, 303-690-3000. 303 also, you can send a text if you 
are thinking of a section of scripture or you have a prayer request and you want to pick up uh, your phone, your device, and send it in, 720-336-0897. Again, the, the phone number, all of our lines are open. We're live in studio today, 303-690-3000. I would like to take a moment to lift up all of the marriages. Uh, so, Father, we come before you. We know that marriage is a tremendous gift from you, and it represents Christ in the church. And Lord, I lift up all of the marriages of the listeners today and just pray that you would pour out a fresh life into the marriages, God, and you'd bring hope where there's hopelessness. Lord, those marriages that are going well, that you would protect them and, and bless them. Lord, for future marriages, that they would be uh, done in a godly way, in a way that would honor and, and, and bless you. So, Lord, we just ask that blessing upon marriages today. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, you're listening in to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much uh, for joining me. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to John in Highlands Ranch. John, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Uh, question for you about predestination from Romans, uh, where it says, those whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And my question regarding that has to do with what kind of mentality or what kind of mindset do we need to have or look for with regard to circumstances that, you know, he says we're predestined and it's uh, uh, all part of his plan or, uh, you know, all the days ordained for us are written in his book. Um, what kind of mindset uh, do you think we need to have or should we have for circumstances that are tough and we just trying to figure out what God's thinking about or what he's trying to do uh, mm -hmm. regarding that verse. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And I think it's a great question. I, I think the first thing uh, about the mindset that Romans 8.29 gives us is it helps us to know that we are chosen. You know, we're chosen by God. Uh, because we're we're his children, because we we trust in Christ, and that brings us a lot of comfort in difficult circumstances. I, I, I'm predestined. God has chosen me. I'm I'm his child. I'm I'm his son. Uh, so that helps us uh, in trying to wade through the difficult circumstances. Also, there in Romans eight twenty nine, it says, "For whom he foreknew." So it lets us know that God has complete knowledge. He has he has foreknowledge. He sees the beginning from from the end. And so the trial that he's allowing in my life comes from a position of knowledge. Um, and then, you know, the verse right before Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. It's not necessarily it, it works out according to my good, like how I how I would perceive good, but it works out uh, for the good from from God's purposes. You know what what He sees from that eternal perspective of of being upon the throne. Uh, so I think there is a lot of comfort there in that doctrine of predestination. I'm chosen by God. God has complete foreknowledge, and He's promising. Uh, to work things uh, together for good according to his purpose and his plan. So I, I don't know if that's helpful. Um, it, it, it is, and um, I, I think 
what it sounds like you've done is, is put those couple of verses together so that we, you know, say, say there's a tough circumstance that I'm in and sometimes the question in my mind comes up, you know, who's at fault or whatever, and I know that the Lord answered that several times in different ways. Um, one of the things that I have uh, struggled with a little bit is how much is God involved in my daily decision-making versus my own choices, which are obviously fraught with all of my frailties and my sin. Yeah. And uh, how much, how, how much of, of that does God uh, kind of connect with us and, and drive that part of my life, my decisions that are um, obviously tainted with my own sinfulness? Is it? Yeah. But, uh, um, that makes sense. And, I think there's a real tension as we read this scripture and our own experience in this life is we have God's sovereignty and his power and then we have man's free will and so sure. we know from the Bible that, that both of those are true and then how that works out in, in our daily life is a bit of a mystery you know. and I think where we really see that at play is in the life of Joseph um, you know, his brothers clearly made sinful choices to sell him as a slave to Egypt. And then there was more sinful choices for Joseph to be falsely accused. And then the end of the story, God took what was meant for evil and turned it for good. And Joseph's second in command in, in, in Egypt. And so there we find this, this mystery of, yeah, man has free will and sinned against Joseph, but at the end of the story, God's in control and Joseph was right where he needed to be. And it kind of brings me, uh, you know, to those verses in the Bible that says, who, who knows the mind of God? You know, who who has been his counselor? And I think we've all tried, right? I know I have. Uh, oh, yeah. But yet, ult ultimately, you know, uh, there's this aspect that... that that he he's God and and he is he's working his his sovereign will uh, uh, in the midst of this tension of his sovereignty and, and man's responsibility. Yeah, one one of the things that comes to mind is that uh, you know Doc on it. I want to know God's thoughts on those things so that when I do, I, I mean I'll I'll understand obviously closer about who he is and what he's about. But you know we know his thoughts are higher than ours and ways higher than yeah. ours um but my my mind says boy i'd like to know that stuff now so that i can get a get a sort of a corner maybe in a little control over my life which is not a debate that i know that so those are all great yeah. uh, recommendations great answers and i appreciate it hey john can i pray for you before i let you go it sounds like there's probably a, a trial that's going on in your life can can i lift Excellent. you up in prayer you okay. just go for it straight that'd be great Okay. God, thanks for John, and uh, Lord, thanks that he's wrestling with these things and, and thinking about these, these things. And Lord, I pray that you'd minister to him and you'd give him peace. And uh, this struggle, this challenge, this situation that he is going through, that you would guide him and that you uh, would, would direct him. So just allow him to feel your confirmation and feel your love. And we thank you for him. Pray you'd bless his, his night in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thanks for calling. God bless you. You too. See ya. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. That's a great question of, of God's sovereignty and our responsibility and as we work through that in our daily lives. Uh, let's go to line three to Michael in Colorado Springs. Michael, welcome to the program. Uh, welcome. 
Um, How are I, you? I have a yes. Um, I have a question and a prayer request. Okay. Okay. Uh, my question is: When the uh, Bible says, "My word will be exalted even above my name," is that the word as in the Bible, or the word as in the word became flesh, so Jesus? Yeah. You know, as as I've seen that verse in the the book of Psalms, I think it's uh, specifically speaking to the Word of God. Uh, you know, the, speaking to the Bible, Genesis uh, through Revelation. It's showing us the importance of God's Word. Uh, that He's saying, you know, I'm going to honor the commitments that I've made in my Word, even beyond my my name. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, and then the prayer request I had was uh, for my wife's friend, Lisa. Uh, she's going through a real difficult time. Her mother is suffering from uh, dementia, and it's getting worse. And her daughter, who has uh, juvenile diabetes, is refusing to take care of herself. Uh, okay. So just need some uh, prayer to help her be able to cope with yeah. all of those things going on. Sounds good. Let, let's pray. And, and your wife's name is Lisa? No, my your wife's, wife's name is Tammy. Her friend is Lisa. Friend is Lisa. Yep, great. Let's yeah. pray together. Father, we lift up Lisa to you. And Lord, as she's going through this time of trial, this time of difficulty with her, her mom having dementia, Lord, we know that that is so difficult. We pray that you would give her comfort and you give her peace and wisdom, uh, Lord, as they make decisions in regards to that and to her, her care and Lord, also for her, her, her daughter that's got uh, diabetes and is not, not wanting to uh, take care of herself. I just pray for her daughter, whatever's going on in her heart and her mind, that, Lord, she would have hope in the midst of this and that she would look to you and be inspired, Lord, to want to wanna, uh, do her best to take care of her. And you'd be gracious to her and, and work in her body. So we just pray for Lisa. Pray you'd fill her with hope and peace. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Well, God bless you, Michael. Thanks for calling. Yes, thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Mary out in Pennsylvania. Mary, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um... I have this Bible scripture that the uh, Holy Spirit brings up, you know, in context and conversations every now and again. And it's one that I'm in complete awe of. I think that, um, you know, followers of Jesus, um, if they tuck this away in their heart, and I was wondering, you know, what your take is on this, too, um, they might walk a tighter walk with their Lord. It's Matthew seven twenty one to 23. Um not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father. And on that day, <clears throat> many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Which really brings me a lot of pause, because it seems to me that this is a, a warning to the church. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder what your take is on it, because for people to uh, be being addressed by our Lord as 
those who prophesied, cast out demons, and did mighty works, they would have had to have been familiar with the gifts and the teachings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is a real sobering warning, uh, you know, that we can be close to the things of God, uh, we can be used by God, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have a saving relationship with God. Um, uh, you know, in order to, to be saved and be the child of God, uh, God tells us to, to turn from our sin uh, and to believe that Jesus is Lord, that he died for our sins and, and rose again, asking him to be the Lord of our lives. And, and so I think there would be some people that would assume, you know, well, I, I must be saved because God's using my life. I I know the scriptures. I, I've seen uh, demons cast out. I, I've, I've seen God give me words of, of prophecy. And, and so, yeah, this is a, a really uh, sober warning to make sure that we trust Christ uh, from our heart. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth and have a genuine relationship uh, with, with the Lord. So I, I think you're right, and it, it is a, a verse that causes us to, to pause, and it's sobering to know that some will hear this from Jesus, you know. Yeah, I I appreciate your words. I just yeah I I look at it and I say to myself, there's so many people you know within a church, and uh, who's called and who does the calling? You know, um, is it not our Lord who calls us? And there, I see many who are um, enthusiastic about um, being called, being recognized as called, and maybe not operating. Uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and um, so I, I would caution. I mean, it's just been my experience. Uh, those who are not being led of the Holy Spirit, that they shouldn't be running out ahead of Christ. Um, it's not up to them to decide. I don't believe uh, that if they're not actually, you know, being drawn by God, just as we are drawn unto salvation, if we're not being drawn by God to a ministry situation, and that's what those things describe. Prophesying someone is a ministry, uh, casting out demons, praying for people in any way, shape, or form is ministry, and it should be led of God by the Holy Spirit, um, and we should be in reverential fear of those things. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Mary. Those are good thoughts, and it is a, a sobering warning. So God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Thank you also. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You listen to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. If you've got a question about a section of Scripture or there are things that are going on in your life, let's go to line one to Chris in Lakewood. Chris, welcome to the program. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I had a question. Um, I'm driving. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I think it's Matthew chapter 20. It's the scripture on dealing with the sinning brother. Uh, but it okay. ends up saying at the end of that, the passage that um, where two or more are gathered in, in my name, there I shall be in the midst. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you could uh, find that for yep. me. But it, you got it. It's Matthew eighteen twenty. You were eighteen twenty. Right, okay. So, yep. <laughs> we're 
Okay. Two or three um, are gathered anyway, together in my name. My, my question is, is that, um, you know, that I've, as I've, I study the Word of God, and, you know, there's uh, a depth of it, of, you know, where uh, the, the Scriptures uh, can take on, on multiple meanings. Uh, in this case, um, you know, there's... Uh, you know, I've had a conversation with a brother that says, well, that's that's speaking specifically dealing to a sinning other, but, you know, it's like the Lincoln Brewster song where it says, where uh, two or more gathered in my name, I will be there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know in my own life, uh, you know, I can testify when I get together with uh, people at work, uh, in the nursing home, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we hold hands and we pray together, or when I call a brother on the phone and we begin to pray, or my sister calls and we start praying uh, with the presence of the Lord is, is there with us, you know, or when we're on the streets uh, downtown, um, you know, the, the presence of the Lord is there. Now, witnessing that and experiencing that, um, I would testify that, you know, where mm-hmm. two or more gathered in his name, there he is in the midst, because his, his presence, uh, uh, Jehovah Shama, you know, he's, yeah. he's there with us. So uh, can that scripture also apply? Because I was told that, no, it only deals with when you're dealing with the same brother, where you have two or uh, three witnesses. Um, yeah, uh, let me, yeah, that's a great question, Chris. Um you know, I, I think that as we read that this verse, there there is the uh, context of uh, addressing a, a, a sinning brother and, and knowing if we have to do that, that, that Christ is with us in that, in that process. But I also do believe that uh, Matthew 18.20 does show of the power of fellowship. Um, we know that Christ is always with us. He, he never leaves us or forsakes us. But there's something special uh, when believers gather together um, and, and, and Christ is there with us. Uh, and I, it's not that he's with us in, in a greater way. I, I picture it like this. You know, I remember when my, my older brother, and this was years ago, he, he went off to college and then he, he came home for his first break. And we all sat down again at the dinner table and the look of my dad's face of like, oh, I've got all of my children together again around my table. And there was joy there. There's there's celebration. Right. There's a sweet sweetness there. And, and our, our Heavenly Father loves it when his children are together. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and I think he shows us his, his kindness and his favor. Uh, it brings him glory, and he knows it's good for us as his children. So I think your understanding of it is right, Chris. Okay. All right. I just... Um, you know, I know that my uh, brother friend of mine is going to a different church, and um, he kind of attacked me with with that. And he said, oh, you know, that I was, you know, uh, saying that in the wrong context, you know, about when I get together with people and I uh, uh, hold hands with them and we pray. And I've even had, uh, you know, people just say, uh, a man that could barely speak in the nursing home, he said, the Lord is with us. And yeah. as soon as we, you know, and it was powerful. It's about, you know, the presence of the Lord was just, you know, and it happens all the time. So it, um, yeah. but thank you. I appreciate you it. Um, and well, may the Lord calling. bless you in your day. You too, Chris. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Great questions. Thank you so much for joining me and being part of today's show. We are live in studio and all of our lines are open, 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about a section of scripture or things that are going on uh, in your life, love to be able to get into God's word together, go to God's throne uh, together. Today, uh, on today's show, I'm highlighting marriage and where we find in the Song of Solomon where we see that his heart is ravished by his wife and how that's a picture of Christ uh, in the church. If you've got questions about marriage and relationships, Feel free to call in. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, if you feel more comfortable with sending a text question, 720-336-0897. That comes directly to me, and I'll answer your text questions and also prayer requests that come in. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, stay with me, and we'll be back for the second half of the show. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have all of our lines open. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I wanted to start with a few text uh, questions that have come in. Uh, what do I say when someone says that no one knows God's will? I would turn them to Romans chapter 12 because God tells us that it is possible to not only know his will, but to be able to prove it. Uh, this is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God says, don't be transformed, be a living sacrifice, renew your mind in God's word, and then you're going to know what the good and acceptable, perfect will of God is. So I would take them to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. A text question that comes in, it says, Hi, Pastor Eric. If your spouse has lust in their heart, watches porn, uh, views distasteful things, what does the Bible say about divorce and remarriage? Can a spouse divorce her husband and remarry if her husband watches uh, porn? So I want to go to God's Word. Uh, it's always where we need to go uh, with these questions. Uh, in Matthew uh, 18, we see that Jesus addressing uh, divorce and uh, remarriage. And so let me uh, read that uh, to you. Actually, Matthew chapter 19, uh, Jesus says, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one uh, separate. It goes on to say, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it wasn't so. 
And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her is divorced commits adultery. So God tells us a lot of things here in this text uh, about marriage. And he's first telling us that it's his desire for marriage uh, to last. And it's the hardness of heart that causes divorce. And he does give this uh, biblical allowance for divorce with uh, sexual immorality. And in regards to your question about uh, pornography, uh, is I would be careful to not move towards a, a divorce because of pornography. Not that uh, pornography isn't sin, that it, it's gross, that it's distasteful and disgusting uh, to God. It, it may be necessary that there is a, a time of separation for the purpose of repentance and, and reconciliation. Uh, but we've seen God do great things uh, in people's lives and deliver them uh, from uh, pornography. And so there needs to be a clear message sent that this isn't okay, that there needs to be repentance. Uh, let's go get help. Let's seek the Lord and seek what he may do uh, in this situation. So, God, I want to lift up this marriage to you. And, Lord, I just lift up this husband that's uh, in pornography. And I just get the sense that he's not willing to repent. And, Lord, would you break him? Lord, would would you break him, Lord? Would you expose him and, and cause him to come to a place where uh, he sees his need for you and sees your love for him and his power to be able to bring about a deliverance in his life? So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to line one to Stephanie in New Jersey. Stephanie, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you today? Um, I guess I'm okay. My um, I have a, a service dog who is just really special to me, and he is dying, and okay. he's really sick, and um. You know, he's just really, really special. He's just—I always say he's like a, like a little boy in a dog body. But he's just hmm. really, really, you know, sweet. And I just, I just, I'm just beside myself. I know he's just a dog, but hmm. you know. Yeah, dogs are really special, and they're God's creation, yeah. and they they love us unconditionally, and. I'd love to pray for you. In 2 Corinthians, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. And, you know, God, he does understand, and he's desiring to comfort you. And uh, I know it's a, it's a very deep loss. And so let's let's yeah. pray for you, okay? Yeah. Lord, I, I thank you. You're from okay. New Jersey, and I was living okay. in Arizona, and we lost everything that we hmm. owned. So we came here, and I just had my dog, and you know, just mm. rebuilding my life again. And I have to say, mm. I listen every morning and mm. um, it's been a blessing to just be fed on my mm. way to work. And, mm. you know, we've been through so much and it's just really hard for me to, you know, say goodbye to him. And yeah. I just hope I see him again, you know, some someday. Mm -hmm. I don't know if dogs go to heaven, but, mm. you know, okay. I guess we'll see when we get there. <laughs> Well, let me pray for you, Stephanie, okay? Yeah, thank you. Father, I thank you for Stephanie. And Lord, there's a lot of loss that's taken place in her life and losing everything and moving from Arizona to New Jersey and 
and now losing her dog and going through that process and Lord, we thank you. you. You're the creator of all things, and you, you create animals and, and, and dogs to be companions. And you tell us in your word that you're the father of mercy and the God of all comfort. And I pray that you'd really comfort Stephanie and you would minister to her heart and, and bring her peace and, and heal her broken heart, God, and walk with her through this. And so we lift her up to you uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. Hang in there. So. I will. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. Thank you so much for listening and participating in today's show. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. would love to invite your questions about God's Word or things that are going on in your life, prayer requests. Let's go to line two to Nadine in Westminster. Nadine, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I, I, I've read the Bible seven times, so but I, I'm constantly learning as I read it. And I wanted to talk about 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 8. Are you familiar okay. with that one? It says, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because mm-hmm. love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Is that my loophole? Is that our loophole in the Bible, that love covers a multitude of sins? Kind of, what do you mean by loophole? <laughs> well, <laughs> because we're all sinners. I mean, yeah. we all sin and fall short. So yeah. is it, is it, does, what does this mean? Does it mean that if we continue to just love each other, that God might forgive us the sins that are still in our lives? Yeah. You, you know, first and foremost, God extends forgiveness to us uh, through the sacrifice of his son, through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And he provides that ultimate covering for our sin, uh, okay. and he shows us that that love in in covering our sin, and, and to the point where he's he's removed our sin uh, from us. And so, yeah, praise the Lord for for His grace and, and forgiveness. And then, Amen. First Peter's then encouraging us to extend that grace to okay. others, uh, you know, okay. and and to be willing to pay the price for others' sin. To forgive them, uh, to you know, love covers a multitude of sin, and in the Old Testament with Noah, uh, when when he was uh, sinning and he got drunk after the flood and was naked, uh, you know, he had one son that exposed him, you know, and and went and told right. the other two two brothers, "Hey, look, dad, dad's drunk. He's he's naked." And and then the other two brothers that they come and they they don't even want to look on dad. They don't want right. to shame him. And, and actually hold up a covering and go backwards and they, they cover their cover dad. And, mm-hmm. and that's really example of First Peter 4, 8, love covers a multitude of sins. So, okay. you know, God has covered our sin. And then when we see other people's sin, instead of exposing it, we oh, go, how do, how, do I, how do I cover it? You know, how do I right. uh, help, help protect their shame, you know, and not, not shame them in this? And and help point them to the Lord. So. Okay, well that that makes sense. That makes sense. 
Well, thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. Keep up the good work. All right, you too. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. A lot of great questions. The number here is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. If you've got a question about the Word, prayer requests, challenges and difficulties in relationships, love being able to talk about real things, get into God's Word together, go to God's throne. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Uh, we have uh, a prayer request that comes in. I have a prayer request for my husband. He's lost his first love. He doesn't read the Bible anymore, uh, nor do we pray together. He does pray for me and others, but not actually with me. So I've been praying. I know that's all I can do, but I would ask that you would pray alongside with me that he would hear from the Lord to be obedient to read his Bible and pray with his wife and be the spiritual leader that God has called him to be. Thank you and God bless. Yeah, this is... This is a, a very real prayer request, very close to your heart. Thanks for texting this in, and uh, let's pray for your husband. I think we all go through uh, seasons where we, we lose our first love. And so, Father, we just lift up, uh, Lord, uh, this, this wife uh, that is lifting up her husband, and we do come alongside of her. And we just pray that you uh, would reveal yourself afresh to her husband, that you would pursue him again. We know that you are pursuing him, that you've never stopped pursuing him. And you would restore unto him the joy of his salvation, that you would restore unto him his first love, that he would repent and redo uh, his first works. We just pray he would fall in love uh, with your word again, and or that he would desire to, to pray with his wife. We know the enemy loves to attack, so we pray that you would bind Satan. Any lies that, that he's bringing uh, to this husband, Lord, maybe lies of failure or, or lies that he's he's not uh, forgiven by you or accepted by you. Uh, so we lift up him to you. We pray for uh, the wife that you would strengthen her, that you'd be gracious uh, to her and cause your face to shine upon her as she walks through this with her husband. In Jesus' name, amen. Another uh, text question that has come in says, I love your program on Hope FM. So they're listening out on the East Coast on Hope, Hope FM. A question, please. I struggle with the concept of free will to choose, i.e. mate, job, etc. versus God's will for our lives. Uh, thank you. So this is a good question. You know, uh, we have free will to be able to choose a mate and uh, choose a job and make a lot of decisions in our lives. So how do we reconcile that uh, with God's will? Well, one, we know God's will in a very big picture sense when it comes to some of these things. When it comes to marriage, we know we're to marry uh, another believer. And so that would be not God's will for us to marry an unbeliever. So that does uh, give us some direction there. Um, and, and then uh, for a job, we go, okay, we know that God wants us working. Uh, you know, uh, is, if you don't work, you won't, won't eat. So then that gives us some direction on working. But those things are very broad. So how do we narrow it down from there? And, and I think that's where the beauty of the relationship with God is, is he could have given us a lot more detail than that, but he wants us to seek him for the details. And as you're considering marrying someone, 
ask for God's guidance and, and God's will. And then as you're seeking out a job, ask for God to open doors and close doors and lead you and guide you and direct you. And sometimes God answers in very specific ways. And other times it feels like we're at Baskin Robbins. When I go there with my kids, there's 31 flavors. And God, and I'm saying to my kids, all of these flavors are, are acceptable. Choose whichever one you would like. And sometimes God, I think, says all of these are good choices. None of these choices are, are sinful, so, so choose. And so how do we reconcile those? Simply through prayer, getting good godly counsel. Uh, so I pray that God would give you uh, discernment and encouragement as you uh, sort through uh, these things. Let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, Laverne in Fort Collins uh, on line one. Not sure if I'm pronouncing your name right, but welcome to the program. Uh, yes, you're pronouncing it right. Uh, I have a prayer request regarding a young couple in Texas. Uh, they uh, had a baby. It was uh, carried through to the nine months, but it had a lot of health issues, and it only lived for 40 minutes for uh, mm. for the couple. And uh, it had a lot of deformities and things. So mm. if you could lift this couple up in prayer, uh, yeah. they're just dealing with a lot of serious issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's pray together. Okay. Father, our heart's broken, and we, we lift up this young couple in Texas. And, Lord, as they as they go through this loss, Lord, we just pray that you would comfort them and that you would give them peace and that you would give them a very fresh vision of heaven and the, the reality of eternity with you where there's no more pain and no sin and, and no sorrow and no death and, and disease. And, Lord, the, the loss of a child is the most difficult thing that uh, someone can walk through on, on, on this life, on this earth. And so we pray you protect them, that you would really rally people around them that would support them and give a listening ear, uh, not try to fix things, Lord, but to, to be a comforter. Uh, and Lord, we pray for just protection upon their marriage, uh, that they would have deep compassion and understanding for each other and that you would be with them in the days to come. And so we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I, I, I know they, I appreciate it. I know they will feel the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Hmm. You're welcome. We'll be praying for them. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text if you're looking at your phone. Go ahead and send me a text question or a prayer request. Here's a text question that comes in. Please explain the differences between uh, the Mormon uh, LDS Jesus uh, and uh, your Jesus. And so uh, that's a great, great uh, question. Um, and the best answer that I can give you is out of God's Word in Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Uh, it tells us uh, from God's Word how we're saved. It says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Uh, LDS and Mormons believe that uh, you're saved by works. Uh, so you have to do uh, the right thing in order to uh, be saved. And the, what the Bible teaches is we're not saved uh, by works, but we're saved by the finished work uh, of Jesus Christ, what he has done upon the cross. And so that's the primary difference uh, between uh, the two. And so that's one thing to be able to focus on. I would encourage you to go to gotquestions.org. It's a, it's a great resource. 
a great website uh, to be able to go to, uh, to be able to uh, look at uh, uh, this question of Mormonism versus uh, who Jesus has declared in, in the Bible. So I hope that that is helpful to you. Another text question that has come in says, in regards uh, to the verse that says, love covers a multitude of sins, this, does that mean we don't talk about our hurts that involve others, not as gossip, but in allow, allows us support through uh, hard times? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think that it's important uh, who you're going to to talk about your hurts. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want to to go to somebody who is closely related to the person who has hurt you. But someone who's outside of the situation that can give you good godly counsel, I think it's wise to be able to, to go uh, to them if they're pointing you to Christ and pointing you uh, to God's Word and helping you handle that situation in, in a godly way. So hopefully that uh, question helps uh, clarify. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. If you have a question, we've got about 10 minutes left in today's program, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. A text question that's come in says, What do you say to a non-believer who says the Bible has different interpretation and it's been interpreted by a man? Um, and so, first of all, we do have uh, the original texts, a lot of original texts when it comes to uh, the Word of God. Um, and, and so we have these ancient texts uh, that have been written that we can go back and look at the Greek and we can look at uh, the, the Hebrew and, and to be able to get a clear message of what God has communicated and as far as people having different uh, interpretations, you know, when people study the Bible and they study it for face value, it, it's what it's worth, they come away with it with the same message on the key doctrines. You know, they, they would agree on the majority of things of who Jesus is, how a person saved, the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. So I would encourage them, uh, if they're saying, man, people have a lot of different interpretations of the Bible— is encourage them to read the Bible because the message of the Bible is clear. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, we don't have to de defend the Word of God. It's like a lion in a cage. All we have to do is let it out of the cage. And so I would encourage them to, to get into God's Word and examine it for themselves. Um, I find a, a lot of times people will make accusations about the Word of God without actually reading it uh, for themselves. So, great question. Let's go to... Uh, uh, Denise on line one. Uh, Denise, welcome to the program. I have uh, right. an issue that I'm bipolar and have been on medication for several years. I'm now uh, stabilized. And my husband and I got in a, a very heated argument the other night. And he was saying, I'm not going to buy into your psychosis. He has been away from the church and out of his Bible for quite some time now, and I really don't know how to handle this. Okay. Was he saying uh, your belief in God is a, is a psychosis? Uh, no, he was, he was saying that I was having breaks in reality and, and things like that, which I, which I wasn't according to my psychiatrist. 
Um, but he just, he, since he has come away from the church and away from the Bible, he has gotten very um, uh, cynical towards me. Okay. And I don't know how to pray for him or what to say to him or how to react to him when he comes up with with um, remarks that end up in in conflict. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd encourage you to keep, keep your eyes on the Lord uh, and to ask that God would keep your heart uh, soft towards him. Um, you know, there's a verse in the Proverbs that... Uh, a soft answer turns away wrath, uh, and when it gets to those moments where, where he's angry or, or, or cynical or criticizing, to to not get drawn into the argument, but to to give a soft answer. And you know, I'd love to lift you guys up to the Lord, lift your husband up to the Lord, and pray for you. Uh, would it be okay if I prayed with you? Absolutely. Okay, Father, I thank you for uh, for Denise and for her husband and. Uh, Lord, I just ask that you'd be gracious to them, and I, I pray for her husband that he would desire to be in your word, desire to be in church, desire to be in fellowship, and that you would just take their hearts and soften their hearts, uh, Lord, towards you and towards each other. I pray for Denise that you'd give her discernment and strength and just what to do in those moments where things are starting to get, get tense, um, and that you'd give her peace. I pray that her and her husband would have a great uh, evening together and this would be the beginning of, of, of just a turnaround in their relationship. So we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. Uh, let's go to line two to Eileen in Maryland. Eileen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um my only question was, my husband goes to a different church that I really like to go to. I, uh, he goes to an Anglican church, and I don't believe in the doctrine. I like the people there. I do go with him from time to time. But he has a problem with me going to this other church, which is the Baptist church. And I just want to know, because he thinks that we should go as husband and wife. So I just really want to know if I'm doing the right thing, or I, but I, I need to get fulfilled myself. So that's what I'm asking. Okay. You know, I think ideally it's great for husbands and wives to be able to go to church together, to worship together, to share uh, what they're learning. So the best case scenario would that you and your husband could get on the same page about uh, what church uh, to be able to go, go to. Uh, if that's not possible, then I think that the second best thing is to be able to give grace to each other uh, because grace goes so far in the marriage relationship. And so if he's getting fed and ministered to over there uh, at, at the Anglican church and it's a solid church, and you're getting fed and ministered to at the, the Baptist church, uh, then to be able to give grace uh, to each other uh, and maybe find a midweek Bible study that you could go to together or, or be able to listen to a Bible study together online or, or, or on the radio. But the last thing is you, you don't want this to be a division in your in your relationship. So ideally go together. If that If that's not possible, hopefully try to be able to extend grace to each other. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. 
and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. You're listening to Calvary Live. I'm going to go ahead and grab a few uh, text questions that could uh, come in. It says, Dear Pastor Eric, what are your favorite verses to read to your children? And how do you encourage to and teach your children to pray for the things that are on their minds? Uh, you, you know, my favorite uh, sections of Scripture to go over with the kids are some of the Old Testament Bible stories. Daniel in the lion's den, uh, David and Goliath, uh, Joseph, uh, Elijah. They're just such wonderful, powerful, colorful stories that um, I like uh, telling those to the kids and reading those to the kids. Um, and as far as encouraging them to pray and pray what's on their mind, you know, as we uh, pray together as, as they go to bed and we're tucking them in and just uh, just sharing with them that, that, that it's okay for them to talk to Jesus and share what, uh, what's on, on their heart um, and, and, and to pray with them. And a lot of times it's something that they tend to catch as, as we pray with them and they see that modeled, then they, they tend to be able to, to catch that and to, to follow through uh, with that. Uh, so uh, one more text question. Uh, please pray for my family. My husband of 22 uh, years has filed for divorce. And so let's uh, definitely uh, lift you up in prayer. Father, we lift up uh, this marriage to you, God. And uh, Lord, after 22 years, as the husband has filed for divorce, God, we just pray that you would intervene and that you would uh, do a great work and that you would turn his heart towards you. And Lord, those things that are are really causing him to be in bondage, uh, Lord, we know from the text it says depression is something that he's really dealing with, that you would provide encouragement and that you would rescue this marriage. I pray you would comfort the wife as she walks through this. In Jesus' name, amen. Gang, thank you so much for joining me today on Calvary Live. It's been a blessing to be able to be with you. I would encourage you as you go into your, your weekend, take time to worship the Lord, be in His Word, reach out to those that don't know Christ as our Savior, get into God's house, get into to church. It's always a blessing uh, to be able to worship together, and God meets us as we do gather together with uh, believers. So pray that God blesses you, that He keeps you, that He causes His face to be able to shine upon you and really gives you strength uh, in your relationship uh, with the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.